Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Hi, I'm your host, Chat McLean, and today my guest is Jordan Seller, the high-performance manager of the Adelaide Football Club. During our most recent live collaborative event, Jordan's topic of choice was training demands and schedule design in AFLW and semi-professional football. Highlights from this episode, we discussed the key considerations when designing a training schedule. Who are the key decision makers for schedule design and what are the major constraints in semi-professional football? Before we start this episode, for those coaches wanting to learn how to create an online successful coaching business, and make an impact in elite sport, then our Coaches Academy is for you. We only have 35 more spots available, so make sure to join today by simply clicking the link in the show notes. Those that join our waitlist before July 1st will receive a free coaching course valued at $499 and a month free trial on our Academy. To make sure you don't miss out, this is a one-time offer. Head to academypreparelikeapro.com.au and join today. Let's get into today's bite-sized episode with Jordan Seller. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, Jordy. Thanks for jumping on, mate. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me on. And of course, congrats for the season. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was um, great, great team to work with. I've, I've worked with them previously before this current stint and awesome group, awesome club. Um, so very, very happy to have a, a good season, a really cool result. No, well done, mate. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll dive straight into your topic. Take us through what a some of the key considerations when designing a training schedule for a semi-professional program? So something that I've found not only working with the AFLW program at Adelaide, but also in my time in the SANFL uh, at Woodville West Torrens Footy Club, where you're working with semi-professional athletes and have some time and um, resource constraints. When it comes to designing your schedule, it becomes really important to have a very, very clear list of priorities when it comes to, from our end, the physical preparation, but from a whole of program perspective, um, that relates back to everything within your football program. So I think it's important to start, whether it's from a performance perspective or, as I said, more broadly through the footy program, with a very clear needs analysis. You go through and work out exactly what it is with, relation, with respect to your program that you want to achieve and um, where you need to invest most of your time. Find those needs, find those areas that you want to address within the program and then very clearly prioritise those needs. So you need to establish what do we want and need to invest the majority of our time into because the nature of these semi-professional environments is that you don't have time to do everything the same way that you would within a full-time professional sporting environment. Um, an example of that might be if, if you sit down as a program and decide you want to maximise skill development time because your ambition is to be the most skilled team in the competition, that may come at the cost of time spent in other areas. But if you decide as a priority and as a team identity, as in a program identity, that's something that you want to invest your time into, um, you start with that and build your program out from there. And you mentioned a needs analysis for, for the strength and conditioning coaches listening in um, that maybe are taking over their first program. What would be some um, best ways to go about um, starting your needs analysis and working out what areas to sort of assess? I think 
initially, if we're talking purely from a physical perspective, sit down and have a look at what the ideal athlete within that sport um, would be capable of and then have a look at some of the maybe the best athletes within your program and assess what it is that separates them from the remainder of your playing group or players that are sort of coming up and progressing through the levels. And then take a look at the sport itself. And I think with respect to AFLW, it's important to not just compare that to AFL um, on the men's side at this stage, but also with where the game's at from an AFLW perspective and the demands with things like shorter quarters and um, the the timing of the season within the calendar year and things of that nature and assess what is it that would be the ideal AFLW athlete and how do we go about creating that. And then if you go through the line, it's probably something to do with energy system development, their ability to run. It's probably something to do with strength and power and their ability to uh, express that on the field. And then there's probably elements of injury prevention related to uh, common injuries that are seen within the field of AFLW and field-based evasion sports in general. You work out, you know, what it is then when you take all of those things into consideration that you want to develop within an athlete and then you have to break down, okay, if that's what we want to develop with the time and the resources that we have, how can we how can we build that in the most efficient manner? Yeah, awesome. Uh, well said, mate. And, and what about key decision makers who, who are typically uh, in these meetings when you're planning out your, your year? And the important thing, obviously, from a physical perspective, it involves everybody within the high-performance team. So for us at Adelaide, um, I'm really fortunate to work with an excellent physio, strength and conditioning coach and GPS sports science analyst. So from the physical side of things, it would be all of those team members. But I think it's incredibly important to bring the coaches along for that as well. I spoke before about the needs analysis and the prioritisation within your program. Um, a lot of that comes back to the direction of your senior coach. I've been really lucky for the last few years, both at Adelaide with Matthew Clark and where I've worked previously as well, to work with some excellent coaches. Ultimately, our goal is to build a team that can fit the identity that the coach wants from you know, their program. Um, and so I think it's important to sit down with them and work out what their, what their team identity wants to be and what they view as the priorities for the program and work to supplement that as best you can. The example I used before is we're going to be you know, the most skillful team in the league and that might be the direction that the coach wants to take. And there's a number of ways to win or to be the best. You can be the most skillful, you can be the most physical. And as long as everybody's on the same page, um, like I said, there's, there's a number of ways to do that. But if the direction from the coaches is that we're going to be the most skillful team in the competition, you won't get there by trying to constantly take time away from a physical side for additional IP or something like that. So I think everybody from a coaching and a high-performance team needs to be aligned on what the identity and the priorities of the program are. Um, so that means bringing along everybody from both the high performance department perspective and from a coaching performance, uh, a coaching staff perspective. Yeah, sure, uh, makes a lot of sense. And then, what about once you've done the planning stage? Um, how do you successfully use the information that's been attained in in those meetings? Is it like when you're planning your your weeks? Um, yeah, with, with the head I coach, think, how does that look? I think once you work out, once hopefully if you've got some trust within the coaching staff, that'll be when you get to take away what they want to achieve out of the weeks and hope, and you might set up some scaffolding with regards to the actual content of training itself. Um, mm -hmm. But often what we do is we work around the peripheries. We work with pre-training prep, we work with the warm-up and we work with the strength once they get off the field or the energy system development and conditioning that they do um, at some stage within training. 
And so I think it's important to take the amount of time that you have on the nights that you have available and have a look at your program in totality from the start of the week to the end of the week and say all of these things that we identified in our needs analysis, do we have those structured into the week um, at some point? Do we have them in degrees which fit with the priorities that we set out at the start of the year? Um, and what opportunities can we use to get those things done? And it may be that, you know, there's elements of physical development. I would use something like reactive strength as, as an example. If we're trying to be as efficient as we can with our time in a semi-professional environment, is that something that fits best within our pre-training prep prior to training? Because it's not going to detract significantly from the session itself. And can we load that area of development up prior to training so that we don't have to subtract more time from the strength session post-training? Uh, in order to hit that priority or fill that bucket that we identified earlier in the needs analysis. So I think it's important to take a step back and have a look at your week in totality, run through your list of everything you want you identified in the needs analysis, then contrast that to the priorities and the things that you said you wanted to invest most of your time into um, and make sure that those things are married up with what's actually presented when you have a look at your training schedule. Yeah, love that, mate. Thanks for sharing um, some actionables as well on, on how it's applied. And it sounds like there's a reflection piece that's pretty important for this to be successful. Um, so would that be at the end of a session? Is it the end of the week? Uh, or is it something that's not so structured, but it's just something that you do from time to time with the, with the head coach? No, I definitely think it's something you try and do as frequently as possible. I think if you float along throughout a season and, and one thing turns into another, you'll often find that schedules change or training changes as a result of logistics or adjustments that the coaches want to make on their side. And it can be quick. You can quickly drift away from the initial list of priorities and needs that we've spoken about. Um, and things can kind of fall by the wayside if you're not consciously looking after where they fit in the program and whether you're addressing them week on week um, as, a matter of a, as a matter of priority. So um, typically, what I would do is sit down at the end of each week and have a look at all of the things that we've identified as being important and see whether we've ticked those boxes. And as the program evolves, as you move through your pre-season, for example, or as you transition from pre-season to in-season, just have a look and take stock each week at whether you addressed the things that you want to be touching on. And if you're not, if for some reason you've fallen away from something or if you, you notice a need arise for additional time invested somewhere else or if somewhere along the line your programs become skewed and you need to get it back on track with relation to any element of athletic development or time invested in any space that can be a chance to then have a conversation with the coach and anybody else that may be involved in that process and say we need more time allocated here or this is where we need to um, put some of our focus yeah Hey there, hope you're enjoying this episode with Jordan Seller. If you are, we're just going to take a quick break to hear a snippet of our one-on-one interview which goes into more detail with Jordan Seller's whole coaching journey from the very beginning to what he's doing now, managing the strength and conditioning program at the premiers of the Adelaide Football Club. Hope you enjoy. Why is the on-field performance and intensity the number one focus compared to some other things? Well, like the strength stuff, obviously, um, people say that speed kills and that your ability to sort of absorb and um, deliver contact and that kind of thing is sort of the moments that breaks the game, which I think is self-evident. I think we all know that we need to be strong and powerful in 
collision and contact sports, particularly like um, like football. But ultimately, for depending on the season and the competition that you're playing, and from anywhere from sort of twelve to twenty four times a year, you've got to go out there and run fast, change direction, um, cover ground, and you'll hear coaches talk about it all the time, the ability to spread and cover off on defense and all those sorts of things are what makes a difference to the team and to the team's performance. And if you want to do that and you want to do that at a really, really high level for your team. To hear more from Jordan Zeller, make sure to scroll to episode 72 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Now back to the rest of the Bite Size episode with Jordan Zeller. Hope you enjoy. And what about, you, you mentioned time earlier on uh, as a constraint. What, what are some of the um, major constraints um, in semi-professional football? It's two really clear and obvious ones. The first one, obviously, is time. Um, the, the main difference between semi-professional and full-time professional programs is you simply don't have the same amount of time. And if you don't have the same amount of time, you just can't get the same amount of things done. And that's why I think it's incredibly important to have uh, a very clear idea of your your priorities within the program, whether that's from a physical perspective or a football perspective. Um, but the other one is just your, your resources. Obviously, quite often, semi-professional programs aren't resourced quite as well as um, full-time professional programs. And when it comes to that, I think that's something you need to address early on when you do your needs analysis and set your priorities. I think you need to be very, very realistic when identifying all of those things about what you have access to and what you can do with the program that you're working with. An example from the sample side I previously worked with was over pre-season because our oval facility doubled as a cricket club. We very rarely had access to our own facility and uh, club throughout the pre-season phase. So we had very limited gym access all the way through summer. So we were never going to run a world-class strength and power program. We just It was something we weren't going to be able to do. So we never set out to do that. We made all of our identifiable markers and priorities things that we could address through our on-field um, training. And mm-hmm. any access we did have to a strength pro or power program uh, was a, a supplement and an add-on to that. So we didn't identify that as something that was going to be world-class, I suppose, within our program. You need to be really clear early on what you can achieve with your resources. A lack of resources doesn't mean you can't run a great program. You can run an excellent program with um, average resources, but you need to be clear early on about how you're going to run that program with what you have access to. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Love that. That's it's a good mindset to have. Is focus on the areas that you can control and and pour all your energy into topping up those areas. Um, is that something that you've discovered is important over the years of your career, or is it something that's come naturally to you? Honestly, I think I was forced into um, coming across that. Uh, the the team I worked with in the sample prior to the AFLW with the Crows, because we're very fortunate at the Crows that we actually don't lack the resources all that much. Time, obviously, is something everybody would like more of, but resources, we're, we're fairly well resourced. But for anybody working in other semi-professional sporting environments or athletes perhaps training in those environments, um, I was in a situation at Woodbury West Torrance, like I say, we were forced away from our, our gym and our, our home club because of its dual nature as a cricket club as well. Um, and when you're confronted with that and that's the situation you're given, you sort of have to go, okay, how can we um, how can we make the best of this situation? Exactly like you said, Jack, controlling the controllables. And that was probably um, the first situation where I had to 
trying because earlier in my career I'd, I'd been in the Adelaide Footy Club within the men's program and we had access to everything we could need. But in that environment, um, we just had to make the best of the situation we were in. And as long as everybody was aligned from a high-performance coaching and players' perspective with the outcomes that you set for yourself, with the environment that you're working in, it shouldn't hold you back at all. And and what about going back to time for a second? If uh, obviously you're going with your plans, but sometimes that doesn't quite go to plan, and and maybe the skills program is 15 minutes over, how does that look into the gym program post training? Uh, and what does that mean for the following session or the following week? Yeah, in that particular example, because I'm sure that comes up a lot. We deal with it all the time, and I'm, I'm sure others do as well. You have to plan for the long term and execute on the short term and in the moment you need to be really flexible and capable of adjusting sessions both on a group and individual level depending on the situation and the context that you're faced with but hopefully if you do the first part of what we spoke about really well and you identify the priorities of the group early on those situations become fewer and far between so we had some things at Adelaide over the last season that we really wanted to prioritise from an on-field perspective. So it wasn't uncommon for us to be faced with that abbreviated team access time at the end of the session. But because we knew that we were prioritising what was happening on the field, we were really comfortable with that. And so we had some contingencies planned around our strength uh, exposures or our strength sessions because we knew that at times we were going to be making the most of every moment that we had out on the field and that was going to be taking some time away. So if, you, if you're really clear on those priorities at the start of the year, um, you should hopefully know what you're capable of, what you need to um, do your best to stick to consistently and then where you can sort of take some time away from in your program to prioritise those areas. Are there limitations on how much gym program and conditioning you can program for homework sessions for the girls sorry i missed that last part uh, like if you can you program let's say you've got your your contact times yep. is there constraints around how much work you can program for the girls to do outside of the contact times well according to the rules of the aflw and the time constraints that we're provided with there are um contracted hours that the girls are available for and at Adelaide we do our best to, to stick to those as I'm sure every club does because the demands on our players away from football in their everyday lives is they're working and studying and everything else is so significant that I think if you overinvest in training demands you can often um, reduce the quality quite significantly of what you get from the girls when they are in the facility. What we try and do is prioritise the time we have extremely well so that the players are left wanting for nothing when they leave the facility after each session. But if you have the situation where you have players with a really flexible work or study schedule outside of the football club and they're endeavouring to do everything that they can to get the most out of themselves, then I think as long as you're prescribing things that fit within the program you're already running, you can provide as many resources and opportunities to develop as possible. to somebody who's already training as hard as they can within your program that might be offering them recovery options and access to recovery facilities within the club. It might be um, using the resources of our, our nutrition. Oh, I just lost you for a second. Can you hear me, Jordy? I think I got you back now. What was that last um, 10 seconds there? I can hear you now. Have you back, mate. Oh, yep, yep. Go. Gotcha. Sorry about that. Sorry for the interruption. <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. There hasn't been uh, one of these that hasn't gone 
completely without, you know, there's no such thing as perfection. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the first one that actually started on time. So Yeah, good. Oh, there we yeah. go. We're back in your ground. And I reckon my last one I spent, oh, I, I would tally up, I reckon, 10, 15 minutes of trying to work out how to unmute people. So yes. That's where. <laughs> That's like it, look, we're just going to keep everyone uh, not pressing mute anymore because there was, there was much a, major yeah. issues the last time. But yeah, <laughs> tech's good when it's working, that's for sure. But um, it is. yeah, you're on a roll there. Well, um, we're talking about prioritising energy levels. I think in terms of the work being done at the club, and then um, you were yeah. talking about that. If you're going to program homework, it was more around recovery, just considering their lifestyle demands yeah. with work and study and other yeah. commitments. Exactly. And I think I think to summarise on what I was saying, basically within the program and within the contracted hours and the hours that everybody's in the facility, you should have covered all of the bases and everything that you really want from the players. So if they're going to be doing anything with their time outside of the contracted hours or on their own time, it should just be the things that allow them to turn up to their group training sessions and execute as best as they possibly can. So in most scenarios, that is going to be things like recovery and nutrition and things of that nature. Fantastic, mate. Well, thank you so much for, for jumping on. Uh, for those no that want to um, find out more about you, where's the best place to connect? Um, look, I'm not, I'm not that um, active on social media and stuff from a work perspective. You probably won't see me out and about on there, but I'm, I'm on Instagram is Geordie Seller. I think I'm Jordan underscore Seller on Twitter. But if anybody just wants to send me an email, uh, and get in touch, probably the best place is jordan.seller at outlook.com. Um, and I often have you know, people getting in touch and asking about our programs and um, opportunities within the industry and things of that nature. So if anybody wants to reach out, send me an email. That would be the best way to go about it, I think. Oh, fantastic. And for those driving, listening to the podcast, because no, I know that's what, what I do when I listen to my podcast, um, I will add that email in the show notes. You guys can fantastic. copy and paste it. But- Beautiful, Geordie. Thanks for jumping on, mate. Thanks, Jack. Cheers, mate. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content, such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian of Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changes, yeah, game changes, whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes. And you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with Academy member Rama Davies, the friendly conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome Rama to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at 
at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was, uh, I found it to be really insightful, plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my, my question to you was, you spoke quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat. Um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did uh, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it, yeah, certainly, yeah, has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is, is gratitude. I spend a lot of my mm. time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just to, be, to say what I'm grateful for, sort of three things. And um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to, yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever, as an SNC coach, you know, if something's you're having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that, in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm -hmm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then and, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things and, um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and yeah. and yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.